This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to the Monday, November 13th, 2017 NBA edition of On the Daily, brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. I'm Matt LaMarca, who you can find on Twitter at Matt LaMarca, and I'm joined tonight by Armando Marsal, who you can find on Twitter at Armando underscore Marsal. Armando, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, man. Uh, looking forward to this Monday night slate. We got nine games on the board. Um, not that many injuries to be too concerned about. So I'm um, ready to jump right into it. Yeah, and we got some good games to look at. We've got some nice totals. Um, so yeah, let's let's get right into it. Like you said, let's start with the Sacramento Kings at the Washington Wizards. The Wizards are favored by 11.5 points at home. And we have a 200. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. 108 point total on the game. Only real injury of note here is Vince Carter. He's been battling kidney stones. He is uh, officially questionable for this game, but that's really a minor thing that we're dealing with. So. Let's start with the Sacramento side of the ball. Anybody on on that side that you are looking at? Um, not really. I mean, we gotta see, you know, um, what we have here with George Hill uh, coming at a cheap price, but uh, he, you know, the minutes aren't solidified there. Uh, we've seen uh, the we, we've seen Fox get a lot of minutes here, so. Uh, a situation kind of like murky for me. Um, not a lot of interest on the Sacramento side. I do have interest on the Washington side um, with, with you know, with some of these guys. But when you look at this Sacramento team, there's just nothing here that you, you can't you can't predict. OK, this specific player is going to get the t- uh, ton of minutes. This specific player is going to get all the points. Um, so maybe like a George Hill at thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. If, if we expect him to play, you know, um, 20 plus minutes. But even then, he just hasn't been productive this season. So uh, another ton I really like from this Kings team. How, how about you? I mean, I, I'm having trouble, like, really predicting what to expect from Sacramento. Yeah, even at the cheap price tag, I don't think I can go with George Hill. You know, he's been playing like 25-ish minutes a game. But he's been like one of the more unproductive players, I feel like, on the team. Uh, he's averaging 0.64 fantasy points per minute. So even at 3,800, he's not really doing enough on the uh, with his court time for for really to uh, warrant consideration, in my opinion. 
Um, the one guy that I will look at is Zach Randolph, uh, especially on FanDuel. He's at 4,900, pretty cheap over there. A- another guy, like you said, that you, you're not really sure how many minutes he's going to play every night, but at least I know that when he's on the court, he's going to be sort of the centerpiece of their offense. Leads the team right now with a 27% usage rate, um, averaging right around a fantasy point per minute. So at 4,900, if, if I think he can get 25 to, to 30 minutes of court time, uh, I think he should be able to pay off a $4,900 salary pretty easily. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can, I can see that too. Um, what, what, so what, what's your, what's your opinion here on the Washington team? I have a lot of interest there. Uh, this is a, a Kings uh, defense that ranks 25th in defense rating here. Uh, Washington team that plays up in pace. So I, I, I think there is a lot of, of you know, components here to think about from the Washington side. Do, do you agree here? Yeah, I like Washington a bit. Um, there are definitely some blowout concerns, which, I, which I'm not crazy about, obviously. And even though Sacramento's bad on defense, they are playing pretty slow. They are tied for 27th in pace this season. So uh, this game, I think, could get out of hand. It could also be a little bit less offensive, I think, than than some people might expect. Um, but obviously, you know, there are guys that you can look at. You got John Wall. You got Bradley Beal. Uh, and I know you're a big fan of Otto Porter. I, I like him in this spot, actually. I think he's my favorite play on the Wizards side. I think, he, I think he's a little underpriced here when you look at it, at least on DraftKings. 6,300, he really offers a... 40 plus uh, fancy point ups uh, ceiling here. So um, I think makes for an interesting tournament play. Uh, it's a nine game slate. Someone like Porter could very well much go overlooked here. So very, very much in play for me at this price. We've seen him go off for 50 plus fancy points a couple times this season. Uh, usage is pretty high for Porter and uh, a, a solid fancy point per minute. A little bit over a fancy point per minute actually. Uh, for Porter here. So I, I do like him quite a bit. Um, and then one other guy, I think we should keep the keep our eye on the minutes for Markeith Morris. Going up, he's played uh, a decent bit over his last two games. He's played 17 and 20 minutes. Um, the, the day that he played 17, he left the game early and then came back. I think that's partially the reason why those minute count wasn't higher in that game. But, yeah, solid matchup against the Kings. They've been pretty bad against opposing power forwards this season. So uh, I like him at only 4,800 on DraftKings as well. Yeah, he actually played 27 minutes the game before that, uh, the, 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 the one you mentioned with, with the 17 minutes. So um, I think the minutes here, I mean, they're not secure. They're not 30-plus minutes like we've seen them in the past. But I think we can expect him here for, what, 22 to 24 minutes, averaging uh, fancy point per minute uh, at 4,800 that I think can exceed expectations pretty easily. Right. And we know that he is eventually working his way back to the 30 minute roll. It's just sort of a matter of time. So uh, I like him for sure. What do you yeah, think about yeah, Wall and, and Beal? Are you considering them? Um, I mean, I, I'm never going to say no to Wall. Um, you know, we he, he's one of those guys that for some reason, just typically goes overlooked in, in any slate, uh, aside from very small slates where he's an obvious play. But uh, someone that typically goes kind of overlooked here, I think it's a good matchup for him. Uh, we, we we see him playing big minutes. He he did just play 24 minutes here uh, against Atlanta in a game that was pretty much lopsided. 
uh, scored 31 fantasy points. So kind of interesting to me because I feel that ownership will be a little bit lower than it should be here uh, at, at this price point and in this matchup simply because, we, you know, if, if you watch the game logs, we were going to automatically say, oh, 24 minutes, 31 fantasy points, eh. But um, I really like him. I, I, to me, he's always a tournament option simply because of the upside he provides. And I just feel like he's always underpriced. I feel like Wall could easily be priced at 10.1, 10.2K here on DraftKings. And he's 9,300 9, 9, here. So um, tournament option only for me, not really a cash game play. Uh, and, and the same thing go, can be said about Beal. You know, I just think that he's one of these guys where um, – 7,300 is reasonable for what he's capable of doing. I, I, I see him more as 7,900, uh, 7,800 shooting guard. So uh, price point only for me. If I have to pick of the two, I'm, I'm definitely going to go wall here. But both have enough upside. Both have enough of high of a ceiling and nice usage rates here uh, in a good matchup that they can uh, very be uh, considered in tournaments for me. All right, before we move on to the next game, just want to remind everyone about the Rotoviz NBA season-long pass. We actually just lowered the price on that, so this is a great time to take advantage of that uh, if you have not subscribed already. And as always, listeners to the podcast can get a 30% discount through our homepage, which is rotoviz.com slash NBA podcast. We also ask that you please rate and review the show on iTunes. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Cleveland Cavaliers favored by four and a half against the New York Knicks. Uh, 219 point total on this game. Derek Rose questionable with an ankle injury for the Cavs. So let's talk LeBron first. What do you think about him here playing in Madison Square Garden? I mean, LeBron's always in play here. Um, it's a slate where we have a lot of options, so I'm not sure I'm going to go there already. Uh, We've seen him, you know, I, I haven't seen the ceiling that I'd like to see. We saw a 92-point fantasy game against Washington fine, and he's been scoring 50, 60 fantasy points. But um, I'm not sure I want to go here because I am a little concerned uh, about a potential uh, blowout. Uh, I know really? the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. I, I, I think me and you Knicks. could go score 50 on them by ourselves right now. I know. <laughs> I know. But but this – I, I think the Knicks are not as good as – I mean as – you know, some people may think here. Um, I, I don't know, man. There's just so many options uh, here at, at, at in this slate to pay up for. I, I just don't know. I feel comfortable paying up for uh, LeBron James. I, I like Giannis at just a hundred more. You got Kevin Durant at much cheaper. I actually like Porzingis a lot uh, here for 9600. You're getting an $1,100 price uh, discount here. On DraftKings, and Porzingis is just playing lights out. I mean, he is playing lights out. Well, he leads the league in in a usage. I think 36% usage rate here accounts for 12.4% uh, of the rebounds for the Knicks, 6.5% of the assists, well over a fantasy point per minute, uh, playing over 32 minutes per game. So I don't know. I, I look. I can never say not, I'm you know fade LeBron. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But considering some of the options in this price range, I just don't know if I'm going to go to LeBron um, in this matchup. Yeah, it's it's a tough call for me because I love the minute stability that he provides. I mean, you know you're going to get basically 40 minutes a night from him whenever he's healthy. 
Um, and I, you know, you can't discount that in cash games. He's one of the safer options in the league because of that. The one thing that I'm not crazy about is I think that a lot of people are going to hop on board the LeBron at MSG narrative. You know, he had that one huge game there a couple years ago. And ever since then, it's kind of been a thing where, you know, everybody expects LeBron to go into New York and have these huge games, but he really hasn't done that over the last three years, 50.5 DK points, which is good. But it's not like superstar level at, you know, almost 11,000 on DraftKings. So uh, I'm fine with LeBron, I guess, for cash games, for tournaments. He's probably going to be a fade for me. Yeah, I, and that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I just that price is, is it's a little tough for what I'm expecting out of him tomorrow night. Um, so it's just one of these things where. Uh, I'd rather go with, with some of the other players in that price range. I, th- I just feel there, there's more upside. Uh, maybe the ownership is going to be a little down here. Like you mentioned, I think people are going to take that you know narrative of what he did before uh, in Madison Square Gardens and, and just roster him. And I just think that there is some downside here uh, to LeBron. So not someone I'm 100% on board with uh, this in this late. And uh, But, like, again – I think it, he is a safe option, offers a nice floor. Uh, to me, it's just more of a seeding thing for tournament. Right. And I'm with you on Porzingis. I love what he's bringing to the table. Uh, I know you said there, there's some blowout concerns. I really don't feel that way with Cleveland playing defense the way that they are right now. Dead last in the league in defensive efficiency. Um, really just, just been terrible. And Porzingis has been incredible, averaging nearly 30 a game. And he gives you the upside on the defensive end of the court, too, with the blocks. So I really like what he brings. I think that, you know, his salary is only going to keep going up. Like, to me, this is Anthony Davis light right now. So we're getting him at a, a little bit of a, uh, a price discount on that. I think he's a really strong play. Um, and then also on the Knicks side, one guy to, to mention, if you're looking for someone cheap, Frank Tilakina. He's been getting uh, more and more minutes at the point guard position, still really cheap at 3800 uh, and he's been pretty productive when on the court, averaging right around 0.85 fantasy points per minute. So uh, I think he's another guy that's in play for me on the Knicks side as well. I mean, yeah, I I, I think – I don't know if we're going to need to go there on the slate, but I do agree. If if you are going Stars and Scrubs, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you mentioned he's been playing – Decent minutes, uh, you know, over twenty, uh, over twenty minutes in, in each of the last four games, uh, nearly point uh, nine percent uh, fantasy points per minute. So very good, very good matchup here as well in the up and pace uh, uh, game against a Cleveland, like you mentioned, a Cleveland team that's dead last in defense rating. So um, you know, the only reason why I, I, I am even a little concerned about this. You know, potent- I'm not saying it is going to be. I'm not. I'm not here to predict blowouts, but this is just a really, really bad Knicks team. Um, <laughs> I, not, I know Cleveland has. They're not good. I know. I know Cleveland hasn't played well defensively. I know they, they, you know, struggled against bad teams. Uh, Vegas has them here. I have them here at my uh, favored by five points on the road. So uh, pretty. To me, that I I just think they 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 have a chance to blow them out here, and and to 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 kind of echo you on Porzingis, even in the blowout situation, I'm not concerned. I I think he'll be able to get it done at this price tag, um, even this if this game gets out of hand at some point. And then the last guy I want to throw out there is Kevin Love. He's had some big performances recently. Uh, I feel like he's always under owned, 
And if Derrick Rose sits, to me, this is the biggest beneficiary. He sees one of the larger usage bumps in the team with Rose off the court. And he's still getting some extra value, I think, from Tristan Thompson being out. He's pulling down some more rebounds per game. So the Knicks have actually been pretty good on the glass. They rank fourth in rebound rate, um, which I'm not crazy about, obviously. But I do think that Love, given his potential role in the offense without Rose, uh, I'm for sure looking at him as well at his price tag. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it would be more of a price play. Like you mentioned, Knicks are very good on the boards. They actually allow the, the fewest uh, rebounds per game, and they have a plus 4.7 differential. So they're out-rebounding their, their opponents uh, by nearly five rebounds per game. So, um, But like you mentioned, Kevin Love has played well. We've seen uh, two 50-plus fantasy point games in each of this, uh, in two of his last three games. So um, in, if, if you're looking for a power forward in this price range, I, I think there is some upside in tournaments. i um, not sure I'm going to go there for cash, but uh, good all-around play, I think, uh, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Memphis Grizzlies going into Milwaukee to play the Bucks. They are favored by four points, the Bucks that is. And we have a 203-point total. Uh, both J. Michael Green and Mirza Teletovic are doubtful for this contest. So let's start with the Memphis side of the ball. Anybody that you like here? I mean, I'm always a fan of Giannis. Uh, he is just too, too good for me, uh, regardless of matchup. We've seen it over and over, uh, and o- over and over all through the season. He started off the year uh, scoring at least 53, 55 fantasy points in each of his first four games. Then he went 43, 45, 47, and it's 59, 61, 60. He just does so much rebounding, steals, blocks, peripherals, scoring, uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, so I do like him quite a bit here. I think a lot of people are going to shy away from him because they see Memphis on the board, good defensive team, slower pace, um, which is why I'm very intrigued um, for Giannis in tournaments because he just has that 60-plus fantasy point upside in any matchup, um, and I think he's going to go overlooked. So uh, pretty much where I'm at in this game, I, I you know, Mike Conley is someone that you're always interested in. He just hasn't been playing well, he's treating the ball poorly, um, not really doing much in peripherals. But at the 6,500 price range, kind of intriguing because he does have that 40 plus fantasy point upside. And uh, something I like to do in basketball and pretty much DFS in general is just like look at these prices and take advantage of someone that might be best price. And I kind of feel that way about Conley um tonight what, what, what are your thoughts on him I, I really am interested in listening to you what you think about Conley yeah I, he is underpriced at 6500 for sure that's that's too cheap for him I think it's a really tough matchup though I mean uh, Milwaukee was already good defensively and now they've added in Eric Bledsoe to their rotation so they can just throw you know Bledsoe Chris Middleton Malcolm Brogdon they can just throw all these different guys at him and I don't think it's a very good matchup. I mean, um, Milwaukee right now is is barely allowing one fantasy point over expectation to the point guard position, which is really low. So I, I'm not really a fan. I could see myself, like you said, just as a pure uh, price play. But the Memphis guy that I'm real interested in is Marcus Gasol. So the Mil- Milwaukee gets killed on the glass routinely. Um, you know, you mentioned those two big big Kevin Love games. One of those came against the Bucks. 
I believe they have either the worst or second worst rebounding rate in the league this season. So uh, I think Gasol is going to offer us more upside there than he normally does. He's a pretty low rebound big man um, for a guy his size. So if we can get, you know, 10 plus rebounds from him to go with the rest of his all around game, I think he's going to be a fantastic play at his current price tag. Yeah, and, and what I like about him actually is, you know, he's one of these big men that uh, very underrated with the passing game. He he, he can he can easily triple double here. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, Milwaukee struggles against centers, allowing a plus point uh, plus eight point thirty two uh, uh, points above expectations to the position. So a good matchup here. I think there's a ceiling uh, with Marcus at an affordable price, and if. If you you know if if you look at his recent uh, games, they might not be that good, uh, but still a 28, 25.7, 31.5 usage rate, 27.2 actually. So the usage is still there. He just hasn't been efficient, and uh, I I do think that it, at this price tag, he makes a lot of sense in this matchup, uh, considering the, the also the the game pace here for him, uh, which favors uh, Gasol. Yeah, definitely. And on the Milwaukee side, I'm just going to give a word of caution about Giannis. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's too cheap at 10800 on DraftKings. Um, at FanDuel, where he's 12000 that's that's an easy pass for me. But I'm a little concerned that he's not going to have the same ceiling we've seen from him with Bledsoe. So when, when Bledsoe's been on the court this season with Giannis, he's seen a usage rate of 2.8% less. Um, I think in the long term, that's going to be a meaningful difference. So he's managed to pay it off his salary those last two games with Bledsoe, but it is just something that I'm keeping in the back of my mind moving forward. And I do think he will be relatively popular, even against Memphis. So I think for that reason, I may consider fading him in tournaments, but there's no denying that this guy has just immense upside. Really? You think he's going to be popular? I mean, I'm... I'm I mean, I I I'm, I don't consider myself one of the best in projecting ownership here, so maybe I am wrong. Um, but I, I do I do think people look at Memphis and and they still you know they are a good defensive team. They do play slow, um, so kind of uh, I I would think maybe an avoid spot for people. But maybe you're right. Maybe this is a situation where just the price is too intriguing and it's tough to pass on Giannis. Right, and nothing to me drives. Um ownership more than recent performances and he's gone for you know basically 60 fantasy points in three straight games and his salaries come down a little bit from his last game against the Lakers so I think for those reasons he'll be popular maybe not um, especially if you know some there's uh, some injury concerns in Golden State that would obviously change the whole dynamics of the slate but uh, I think at the moment I'm projecting him to be sort of the superstar that most people are going to be looking to roster. All right, next game up, we've got the Atlanta Hawks at the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans is favored by nine, and we have a 218-point total. Um, Ersan Ilyasova is out with a knee injury. Mike Muscala, doubtful. And then Malcolm Delaney and Marco Bellinelli are both probable. On the New Orleans side of the ball, Tony Allen already ruled out. So let's start with the Hawks. Basically, the only guy on Atlanta that I ever really consider is Dennis Schroeder. Do you like him here, or, or is there somebody else that I'm possibly overlooking? Um, no, I like him here quite a bit. Uh, to be honest with you, he, the usage is very high over over 29 percent usage in four of his last five games. 
I, I always feel like he's underpriced. I, I don't know why. I mean, 7,100, I think, is very reasonable for a shoulder here. Um, I, I don't want to say that he's the only guy I'm interested in because I, I kind of like Deadman. Um, I, I just feel like at that price tag, there, there's some merit to playing him. We saw a, a decent ceiling out of him the other night. Uh, scoring, you know, 42 fantasy points. I know over the last two games, it's just been 28, 22, but uh, a, a healthy over, he's he's averaging over 20% uh, usage rate in his last four games. So very, very interesting at 4,600. I think he's going to have to be on the court. I think he's going to have to play here. The only, the only concern I do have is maybe foul trouble uh, against DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. So, that's the downside of him, but this is a, a Pelicans team that's allowing uh, 3.57 points above expectations to opposing centers. So uh, definitely a team that has uh, given up some fantasy points here. And at 4,600, just the time that I'm expecting him to be on the court to me makes a lot of sense. And someone that's going to go completely overlooked uh, on the slate to me. So uh, aside from shoulder, I do have interest in them, but that's it. That's pretty much it for me um, for Atlanta. I, I do have some interest in, in on the Pelican side, though. Yeah, I'm really afraid of the Deadman foul trouble here. Fouls have been sort of a thing for him in the past, and there's really no tougher cover in the league right now than DeMarcus Cousins at the center position. So I could see him losing minutes to foul trouble. You also have to worry about John Collins, who's, you know, a promising rookie that they're definitely funneling some minutes to. Um, the Atlanta front court is shorthanded, but I still think given those factors, I'll probably go elsewhere. Um, maybe as a cash game play if I need somebody that fits that range, but I don't think his ceiling is really what I'm looking for at that price tag. And, and again, I'm just very worried about fouls with him. Yeah, and I, and I, I think that has to be the biggest concern. I mean, I think... We have to be realistic here, and like you mentioned, this is going to be a tough matchup for him covering DeMarcus Cousins um, or even in some instances Anthony Davis here in the front court. So um, only a tr- like, I, I, I guess maybe the upside might not be there, um, but it, he is just someone that I think if if you need that salary relief, uh, can definitely pay that, that 4600 price tag on, on DraftKings off. All right, well, let's let's switch to the New Orleans side. Who do you like for them? DeMarcus Cousins, man. I mean, how can you just not play this guy? He's too good. <laughs> too good. Uh, if you look at the usage rate, he leads the team with a 33.9% usage rate. Also has a 26.1% uh, of the assists, 19.7% uh, of the rebounds. So involved on this offense. Uh, Boogie, someone I've you know I, I've loved uh, for for many years now. Someone that I think in fantasy just makes a ton of sense. He just does a little bit of everything. Um, so guy that has uh, sixty plus pretty much fantasy point upside on any given night. Uh, on a bad night, he's scoring forty nine fantasy points, and he just you know we were talking about LeBron. Uh, a little while ago, what, he's he's not that much more expensive than LeBron. Uh, pretty much six six hundred is it six hundred on DraftKings. So and to me, just offers so much of a higher ceiling at this point, and and a safer floor. So also gets a really really good matchup here against uh, the Hawks, who are giving up the second most rebounds per game with a minus six point three differential, allowing 
uh, nearly uh, nine fantasy points above expectations to opposing centers. Just a, a smash spot here for DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, probably one of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah, DeMarcus is the man. Uh, I have to go on the record because I did the, the Pelicans preview pod, I believe, with Vince. And I kind of gave him a little crap about DeMarcus because I don't think he's a winner. Um, but the guy just puts up numbers. And he has clearly become the number one option in New Orleans. I thought it would be more of an even split between him and Davis. But Cousins is the guy. He gets the majority of the usage. And it's showing in his numbers. I mean, he's averaging a career high in points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. And he's doing that next to a guy who's commanding a nearly 30% usage rate. So that just goes to show you what this guy is doing in New Orleans. And uh, it's really unbelievable. So I'm with you. I think it's a fantastic spot. Uh, I like Davis too, but Cousins is, is the guy if I can only have one of them. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, Davis obviously is in play. Uh, someone that, you know, but for 300 more, you get, you're just getting, at, at least right now, so far, the way the season is playing out, you're getting so much more for $300 more. Uh, definitely think it's worth paying up for. And one other guy just to throw out there is Jameer Nelson. Uh, backup point guard, obviously, but, but very cheap, 3,900 on DraftKings. With the Tony Allen injury, I think he could see a few additional minutes. And this Pelican, uh, I'm sorry, the Hawks team, as bad as they are at defending centers, they're almost equally as bad at defending point guards. Dennis Schroeder last year was one of the worst defensive players in the league per defensive real plus minus numbers. So if he plays a little bit of the point guard and they move, um, Holiday over to the two, which was sort of their plan all season, but with Rajon Rondo at the one instead of Nelson, I think that that it could be a really good spot for him. We've seen him go for 30-plus fantasy points um, already with this Pelicans team, so uh, I'm definitely on board with him as sort of a low-owned you know, punt play for a tournament lineup, and he should be super low-owned. I would expect his ownership to be 1% maximum. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on on Terry on Prince here? Um, playing big minutes, obviously. I, I I don't think there's a huge ceiling, but fifty three hundred uh, cash game kind of interesting. Uh, do you have any interest in him? Yeah, I mean, he's not a guy that jumped out to me right away, but if he's somebody that fits my lineup, I, I don't have a problem with using him. I just don't want a ton of exposure to this Atlanta team overall. I guess because I think they're horrible. <laughs> And really any game with them could turn into a blowout at any time. So typically when you get the blowouts, it's the team that is getting blown out that is the ones that fail to hit value. So I'm going to be light on the Atlanta guys for sure. I I just have a feeling. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I I, I agree with you. I just kind of wanted to throw that name out there because he's reasonably priced pretty much uh, a price that hasn't moved around too much all season and, and, you know, Playing big minutes here, so, um, but like like you said, it's only if 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 we have to go there, you know, if we if that's what we have left and and that's our option, then maybe consider him. Hey, sports fans! Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. My bookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. My bookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. My bookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right, next game up, Minnesota Timberwolves, favored by three and a half on the road against the Jazz. There is a 208.5 total on this game, which I kind of felt like was a little high for these two teams, but uh, Minnesota hasn't been good defensively, so I guess it's not shocking. Only injury is Gorgie Jang is questionable with a finger injury. So Minnesota, to me, uh, is is really just about Carl Anthony Towns. Love Carl Anthony Towns. But just out of principle, I never play guys against the Jazz. Um, is he somebody you think you might go towards here in sort of like a contrarian tournament spot? Actually, yes, because we we don't have Rudy Gobert, one of the best defensive centers in the league, uh, playing. And I think that this 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 price may have for car for for Towns may have come. Before the news broke out, I'm not sure, but 8600, I think it's very reasonable. We talked yeah. earlier about how we like to target uh, uh, the prices here, and if you look at, at at the last couple of games on DraftKings, the last time he was priced this low was on October 27th against the Thunder, where he was 8600, um, scored 66 fancy points in that game. Just someone that has 50 plus fancy point upside. This is going to be a pace down game. Um, this is going to be, you know, this is a defense that plays well, even without Gobert. Uh, but I just think that he, sh- Towns should have, um, <laughs> take advantage of this front court, uh, without Gobert and, and have a day here. So, um, if he's going to be under owned, I really, really, really have a lot of interest in tournaments for me. Uh, not someone I'm going to, you know, go out and, and target in cash games. I think there are better options for cash games, but tournaments to me makes a ton of sense. I, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but without Gobert, I think Towns should have a, a, a big game here. Yeah, I mean, the issue with me is that I, I think center is typically one of the deeper positions on the slate. I mean, we've already mentioned Boogie Cousins. We've already mentioned... Uh, Marcus Soul, two guys that I like a little bit better than Towns here. So I could find myself not using Towns. I, I think Derek Favors as a defender, while obviously not Rudy Gobert, is still very good. So I don't think it's a massive downgrade going to him at the center position. And, you know, Minnesota to me, I, they're just a tough team to peg. You know, they have so many guys. Carl Anthony Towns is clearly the guy on the team, but. I just think there's better spots to target him in than against the Jazz, even without Gobert. So I will probably look uh, elsewhere would be my guess. You, you think Favors can really defend Towns here? I mean, last game earlier this season, 20, 20 points, 10 rebounds against Jazz. And that, that was with Gobert on the court, if I'm not mistaken here. Um, I don't know. I, I, at, at this price point, I just think it's just a really, really interesting situation. Not saying... You know, he's guaranteed to, to, to go off, but um, I, I don't know if Favors can really defend Towns here. Yeah, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is, is matchup proof, right? You know, like he's he can get it against anybody. 
But Derek Favors, to me, is still an elite defender. He didn't play a ton last year, but two years ago, he was 13th among power forwards in defensive real plus minus. Like, he's not a nobody. So uh, that's the only reason that I'm that I'm a little skeptical. But, yeah, I, I feel that the price tag for sure is great. So um, if there weren't other center options that I liked better, I would be more on him. But I just think that I'm going to find myself, you know, saving the 1200 bucks and going with Gasol or paying the extra money to go up to get Cousins. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this game, aside from him, I really have very little interest. I typically would be a little bit more inclined to play to play someone like Ricky Rubio, but we've seen Donovan Mitchell uh, really kind of eat up into, into Rubio's usage. I, I know Rubio's still playing the point, but um, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's taking a ton of shots here. He's uh, legit. 21 for, yeah, he is. He is. I mean, I like him. I I, I like him. I, I, he's at an odd price for me. Uh, fifty eight hundred to me just seems like kind of that price where it's just perfect, <laughs> where you don't know really whether to roster him or or, or or look elsewhere. Um, I guess it depends tomorrow on what kind of value we see or if anything opens up, whether I I consider him or not. But um, his his he's playing really well, and like you mentioned, he's legit. So. Uh, kind of eating into Rubio's uh, value here. And at 7,100, Rubio would typically be someone I consider, but not uh, under these circumstances. So uh, aside from Towns, I mean, I really don't have a ton of interest in this game. Uh, well, what about you? I mean, favors to me is like almost a lock and load at 4,600. He played 35 minutes in the last game without Gobert, put up uh, 46 DK points. Uh, I wouldn't expect that, obviously, but I think this guy is a, a lock at his current salary. And you, you, you like him in tournaments or someone more for cash games? Oh, all, all formats, all formats. Really? Okay. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, as good of an offensive player is, he's a terrible defender. He ranked dead last among centers last year in defensive real plus minus. So it's an elite matchup, underpriced guy, you know, p- potential upside to play 35 minutes again. Uh, I don't see myself making too many lineups without him tomorrow. Yeah, and, and I mean, it makes sense because when we look at the the Timberwolves, are one of the worst uh, defensive rating teams in, in in the league right now. So um, I'm I'm looking now at the numbers, kind of trying to find out here. Do you do you know the the usage rate uh, that we see the bump in usage rate for favors when uh, Gobert's off the court? I don't have that court? in front of me, but he had a 23% usage rate in his last game. And granted, that was against the Brooklyn Nets, but um, I think that's in line with what you can expect from him tomorrow. So he sees pretty much, I'm looking at it now, nearly a 1% usage bump uh, and a plus uh, a 4.3 plus minus on the plus side here uh, when it comes to points. So definitely, definitely a Good, good call there on favors. Uh, someone I'm going to probably dig into a little bit more, but makes a lot of sense if, if Gobert is going to be off the court against a, 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 under, a, a front court in, in the Timberwolves that to me is not that great. All right, let's get to the uh, the next game. This should be a popular game for DFS purposes. We've got the Lakers at the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is favored by two at home, and we have a 227.5 total. So huge total. Low spread. Uh, typically, that's you know that's what we're looking for here. So injuries on the Lakers side. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. remains out with his broken hand, and then Jared Dudley, Greg Monroe, both questionable for Phoenix. 
So who do we got here? I mean, this is definitely a game that we're we're going to want to get some exposure to. So who are you looking at? Uh, I'm going to start off with Lonzo Ball coming off a monster game, triple-double. Uh, a guy that, if, if you look at the numbers here, he's pretty much a triple-double uh, upside point guard every, every any night, you know. Uh, he, he Before last game, he shot 250 or 25%, 27%, 23%, 20%. Um, didn't make any of the, the game before that. Yet still managed to, you know, get 34.5 fantasy points, 33.75, 28.25, just because of the peripheral stats. So if he can shoot well against a poor defensive team here, uh, a, a team that he should see plenty of shots against that they play up in pace. If I'm not mistaken, the, the Phoenix Suns play at the second highest pace in the league uh, and uh, and are one of the worst defensive ratings. So um, a very good spot for him. I think 7300 is a fair price for Lonzo Ball, considering what he's capable of doing and considering what we've seen. Uh, I'm not expecting four blocks and three steals uh, in this game. Actually, the steals should be uh, – th- there should be that type of ceiling where he can – technically get you know three two three steals here uh considering the pace of this game so to me my top play in this game might be Lonzo Ball um I I I always have interest in TJ Warren and I still think like if you look at his price it really hasn't moved a ton uh usage is nice for TJ Warren uh averaging a little under or, or a little over I'm sorry a little over a fancy point per minute here gets a really good matchup against the Lakers um, it's kind of the two guys that stand out to me the most. I want to. I, I believe Chandler. Are we expecting Chandler to play tomorrow? I, I think um, so. Yes. Yeah. So to me, that kind of um, Len Len is someone I would have considered here because uh, you know fantasy point per minute. Uh, his fantasy point per minute production is very high. So uh, if Chandler is going to play, I don't. I don't expect uh, Len to play over 22, 25 minutes. And at that 4700 uh, price tag here uh, on DraftKings, not someone I'm fully uh, interested in, but it makes some it makes some sense in tournaments if you kind of want to take a flyer. But like I said, I, I think Warren and Lonzo Ball are the two top uh, targets for me uh, in this game. How about yourself? I'm all over TJ Warren. Uh, I don't know what this guy has to do to get his salary up. He's been incredible. If you look at what he's done in games without Eric Bledsoe this year, he's averaging 39 DK points per 36 minutes. That's more than Devin Booker. Um, his usage rate is only a shade under Devin Booker's at 27.5%. And this is an elite matchup. Like, I would have expected to pay closer to 7K for Warren in such a good matchup. But I, So I think he's just way too cheap. I think he's, um, you know, another guy, not as lock buttony as Favors, but another guy that's going to be one of my top exposed plays tomorrow. Um, and there, are, I think you can really look at anybody in this game who's going to pro- who projects to play a lot of minutes. I mean, uh, Jordan Clarkson has like basically led the Lakers in usage for the majority of the season. He may not play a ton of minutes, but you know that when he's on the court, he's going to be really productive in those minutes. So I think he's fine. I like Mike James as a cash game play. He's been pretty consistent and is another guy who's cheap. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez. Really, you can stack this game. You can play anybody in this game, and I think that it's it's going to be really awesome for fantasy purposes. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I want to mention one guy we really haven't uh, talked too much about. Someone I, I, I like to target in games like this is Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope. I, I, playing big minutes, averaging 33 minutes per game. Um, obviously not someone that's a high fancy point per minute player. Uh, but in a situation like this where uh, peripherals are going to be a big thing here, uh, someone that plays good defense could definitely get a couple steals here. If he gets hot shooting the ball from the three-point um, couldn't have a big game, you know. Obviously, uh, there's a there's is very volatile, high risk play here, but there's also some high reward uh, at 4,500 on DraftKings. Definitely has that 30 plus fancy point upside that you know we kind of uh, hope for from a player at this price range in tournaments. Definitely not someone I'm targeting cash, but in tournaments, if you're if you're kind of looking for a low owned uh, player who can certainly go off uh, in this matchup, I think uh, Caldwell Pope makes a, a ton of sense. All right, I'm with you there. Let's move on to the next game. We've got the Denver Nuggets at the Portland Trailblazers. Portland is favored by one, and we have a 209.5 total. Uh, Gary Harris is questionable for this game with a shoulder injury. So if he sits out, would that really would that create some intrigue for you with anybody on the Nuggets? Uh, I, I just feel like the Nuggets have been so tough to predict this year as far as minutes and are, are concerned. Um, you know... <laughs> It's one of those teams that, uh, aside from uh, from Jokic, uh, tough to really be excited about. Maybe Paul Millsap as well, but um, just the team that in general, you know, Gary Harris plays a ton of minutes, but if he sits, what does that really do? Uh, I, I I don't see where that where you see a certainty. You know, we saw uh, Will Barton have a big game. Um, and he's had a couple big games in, in recent games, but price has gone up. Portland plays really pretty much underrated defense here, I think. Um, when you look at what, what they've done defensively this year, uh, amongst the top five in, in defense rating, they also play a slower pace game. Um, so I'm not sure really what I feel. I, I do like Jokic because uh, decent price, the upside is there. And when you look at and when you look at uh you know what Nurkic Nurkic can get into foul trouble and without Aminu this this front court uh, for the Trailblazers uh kind of struggles defensively I think um, overall so Jokic is interesting but aside from that I really don't have a ton of interest on the Denver side. I agree if Harris is active if Harris is active I don't know if I'm gonna touch any of these guys but if he sits. I, I like Will Barton a lot at 6K. I mean, he's always been a super productive player when given the minutes, and I think he would earn, you know, something like 35 minutes here. Uh, I think he pays off 6K super easily. And then the tournament guy, the guy with the with the big upside, I think, at his price tag is Jamal Murray. So he's posted a usage rate of over 30% with Harris off the court. He played uh, over 30 minutes in his last game and put up over 40 DK points. His salary really didn't even move from that contest. And he'll have a decent matchup against either Lillard or McCollum. Um, I know that the the Portland numbers against guards have been pretty good this year in terms of fantasy efficiency, but those guys aren't good defenders. I, I think that in the long run, you can target them, and it's going to work out for you okay. So uh, if if Harris sits, for sure I want both of those guys. Yeah, I could see, I could totally see the Murray play, um, and and even the Barton. To me, Barton's just a price price thing for me. 
Um, it's a little high, but ma- when, when we've seen him be like the starter and get the lion's share of the minutes, his salary has been higher than this. It's been like over 7K, and he's paid that off. So I'm not, I'm not super concerned about a 6K salary on him. Yeah, and, and it sounds silly. I mean, what I'm going to say now might sound silly to the to the people listening, but if he was 56, 50, 100, I think this it's just easier uh, to make this decision. But I, 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 I mean, you play DFS, so you know, like like two, three hundred dollars kind of makes a difference. But um, if he was 56, 100, 57, I, I think it's an easier decision for me. At 6K, it just seems a little too steep. Um, not saying he's a full fade, but like, like you, you did bring up a good point. His, his numbers, you know, with Harris off, off the court, um, are, are a little bit better. So, uh, definitely someone that can exceed has that upside. There, there is also that, that downside. So, um, it's someone I'll probably investigate into a little bit more, but not someone I, I think I'm going to be targeting a ton, um, um, on this state. All right. What about on the Portland side of the ball? Um, I mean, Denver has been a little bit better uh, defensively, especially against the point guard. So someone like Glitter that at, at ninety one hundred to me might be a little um, overpriced. Uh, not a ton of interest, to be completely honest. Weird because this is a good good game. Uh, it seems like it could be a good game overall. Um, someone like Nurkic is someone that I have been targeting as of late, but his price is now over 7K. I've been targeting him at that 59, 63, 6400 price tag that we've seen in recent games. Uh, but it's climbing up. Don't don't love the matchup here for him. Um, it, it, someone that I do kind of like lean on uh, in, in, in these kind of situations is someone like Evan Turner at a very, very cheap price, 4300 on DraftKings. Playing a ton of minutes, averaging over 30 minutes per game, or, or actually 29.2, so nearly uh, 30 minutes per game throughout the season. But if you look at the last 10 days, five games, 31.5 minutes per game. So um, the minutes are there. Obviously, the production and the efficiency has not been there. Uh, but if you're looking for some salary relief at the shooting guard position or small forward position, um, to me, he makes some sense just because the minutes are, are pretty much a lock. Uh, aside from that, this is a game where I thought I would have more interest in, but I really can't find that many great spots. Yeah, I mean, you would think that these teams, right, given their offensive players, would be, you know, pace teams up and down the court, but they're really not. You know, they're they're middle to bottom of the league in pace, and Portland has played good defense. Denver, you know, has made some additions on that end of the court as well, so... Uh, the the total on this game, you know, 209.5, that's one of the lower totals of the day, believe it or not. So I don't think that this is a game we're really going to want to go crazy with. Um, you know, if you get the injury upside with the Nuggets guys, I think that's obviously something we can take advantage of. But other than that, even though it's, you know, two teams with some offensive talent, I think for the most part, there are better spots out there. Yeah, I agree. And, and nowadays, a 209 over under really isn't that high, um, right, exactly. you know, considering... So, uh, like you mentioned, this is a, considering the players in this game, you think that there would be a little bit more fantasy goodness, but I, I just don't see it. I, 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 this is a game, I'm not saying it's a full fade game, but it's not really a game I have a ton of interest in. Right. All right. This is a game that we should have some interest in, I think. Philadelphia 76ers at the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are favored by two, and we have a 220-point total. Uh, both Jared Bayless and Nick Stauskas questionable for the 76ers. 
And then Patrick Beverly and Danilo Gallinari both already ruled out for the Clippers. So let's start on the Philly side of the ball. Who do you like there? Uh, give me Joel and be the 7,900. I, 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 you know, I know the minutes he's averaging, uh, what is it? Uh, 27.5 minutes per game, but in two of his last four games, he's played over 30 minutes, even though, uh, he plays under 30 minutes per game. He's still exceeding expectation on a nice, uh, on a high average here. So I, I like him quite a bit too too cheap for what he's capable of doing if he does get 30 minutes uh usage is extremely high uh someone that can easily easily score 50 plus fantasy points here in this matchup uh philly's playing at a a high high pace uh at a high pace and just someone that i think when you look at price and when you look at uh ability just too cheap um and then I like Ben Simmons. I really do. I just think that price is tough to pay. Uh, someone that clearly possesses triple double upside. We seen it, you know, a couple games ago. He did it 14, uh, 11, 11 against uh, Indy, and then he repeated that with uh, 16, 13, and six. So flirted with it a couple times. Uh, steals, peripherals are, are are amazing for Ben Simmons. Uh, but to me, it's just a price thing for him. Uh, aside from that, I mean, not n- Covington is someone that I always like. Uh, there is the upside, but he's someone I only look at in tournaments because uh, very volatile, uh, very erratic player can can you know can go off for forty plus fantasy points and then can just score twenty fantasy points. So um, I think he's reasonably priced uh, at that fifty eight hundred price tag on DraftKings. And aside from those three guys, I don't see much else in the Sixers. Uh, do you see something? Well, I, I kind of like Dario Saric. He's been getting, you know, some more minutes recently. He's been playing, you know, upwards of 35 minutes a game. He he did fall back down to 27 in his last contest, but that was a blowout against the Warriors. I think he's going to be, you know, a 30-plus minute a night kind of guy. And if he is, I, I think he's too cheap at his current salary across the industry. So I like him. But I'm with you that Joel Embiid is the target here. You know, they recently came out and said that they were going to start to look get to getting him, you know, closer to 30 minutes a night. And this was a guy who was destroying in 28 minutes a night. You know, he had uh, a 91% consistency rating over the past year. So he met salary-based expectations in roughly 9 out of every 10 games, playing 28 minutes a night max. So he's priced down a little bit. He has, you know, the potential to see more minutes. I think that this is just another, just a elite play f- for this slate. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, what, no, no, actually, he this, the cheapest he was all season was in the season opener at 7,300 against the Wizards. But aside from that, he hasn't been this cheap, uh, but only one other time, and that was on uh, November 1st uh, against the Hawks. So. Uh, second cheapest price point he's been all season in a good matchup. Uh, the Clippers are allowing uh, 4.86 points above expectations to centers here. Um, and and on, on Fancy Labs, Joel Embiid has a 97% bargain rating. So the price is just too, too good. Um, I think probably one of the best center plays on this slate. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's a deep center position. So that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right, what about for the Clippers? Uh, Blake Blake Griffin, somebody I'm looking at. He's disappointed a bit over the last two games, 
without Patrick Beverly and Danilo Gallinari, but still has a, a usage rate of almost 33% with those guys off the court. Tough matchup here. He'll probably see some of Embiid, but I think that it's a spot where uh, I like the upside for tournaments. Uh, definitely. I, I do. I do see the upside, you know, um, and he is, I think, fairly priced here at, at 8,700. Um, just not sure if roster construction if for this slate is going to allow me to to get uh, fit him in my lineups. Uh, someone that certainly has the, the you know the the potential to exceed expectations at this price. Uh, pretty consistent as far as uh, fantasy points, so over 40 fantasy points, and in the majority of his games here, averaging 42 point uh, or 42 fantasy points uh, on DraftKings. Uh, but the guy I really have a lot of interest in here for me for this Clippers team is is Lou Williams, uh, 5600. A very volatile play, but so much upside. Uh, we saw him go off against OKC the other night. Um, and, you know, he's second on this team with a 26.2 usage rate. Uh, also, a 20.4 assist rate here for for him. And if you look at his numbers in, in recent games, uh, let me look here. I'm looking at the usage rate. It's been at a pretty high clip uh, for him. Yeah, you got 33 33.3, 31.9, 26.8, 28.1, uh, and then 23.5 last game against the Pelicans. But uh, someone that's just his usage rage through the roof as of late, you don't have Beverly. Um, you don't have Gallinari here. So uh, someone at this price point, I like a lot. You can fit him in the point guard or the shooting guard position on DraftKings or even the guard position. So uh I, I like him for tournaments, someone I'll probably be targeting. Um, I, he might be popular, but that's fine. This is an up-and-pace game for the for the Clippers against the Sixers, so uh, I think there should be plenty of shot opportunities. Um, and if he gets going, this is a player that when he gets going and, he, and he's, he's on, he's going to score a ton of fantasy points. Yeah, I think he's even fine in cash games given the extra minutes that he's playing with all the injuries, so... Yeah, I love Lou Williams. I think he is uh, another guy that that is going to be sort of a chalk play in that in that mid tier price range, but definitely has a clear path to return value. So I'm with you there. Uh, anybody else in this game that you're looking at? Um, no, no. I mean, uh, um, no. I, I I I always have kind of some interest in JJ Redick. Simply because he plays a ton of minutes, and this is another player where you know if he uh, if he get very similar to Williams, if he gets going, um, he can have a big game, and he's very very affordable. Just not sure this is the type of matchup where he's going to excel in revenge game. JJ Redick revenge game. It, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. If, if you're if you're looking at that narrative, um, I I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess if if I'm I'm left with 4800 on the table and I'm I'm looking for a guard, he's someone I'm going to consider. Not someone I'm going out of my way to to force into my lineup. So, yep, I hear you there. Uh, and one one other quick guy I wanted to mention. Somebody pointed out to me that this guy sounds like a Game of Thrones character, so I I have to keep calling him this. But Lord Sindarius of House Thornwell, uh, Sindarius Thornwell, rookie guard, <laughs> but. Playing roughly 30 minutes a game given all their injuries and and dead minimum at 3K on DraftKings. So if you need a guy, again, in that, you know, super punt type range, I think he's fine. Um, Not going to post a super high usage rate, but just the value of being on the court for 30 minutes or so at 3K 
has value. So he's somebody that I think you can look to as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a really, really good call. You know, typically with these guys that don't have usage rates that high, you, you're looking for peripheral stats. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Thornwell has, what, uh, five steals in his last three games. If you're looking at the pace of match uh, matchup here, there there is there is that chance where he can get some steals. Um, and he did play 32 minutes in the last game, 23 minutes of the game before. So we're seeing a positive uh kind of a positive trend in his minutes here 17 23 32 so uh good call there i i it depends whether you need to go there or not but if you're going stars and scrubs stars and scrubs you could definitely do worse in thornwell all right last game of the night orlando magic at the golden state warriors golden state favored by 14 and a half points uh largest total of the night 232 points on the orlando side of the ball jonathan isaac and dj augustine are both already out uh, I'm assuming Alfred Payton will play. He rested on Saturday with a hamstring injury, but he's officially listed as questionable for the moment. And then the big news here, Steph Curry is questionable for this game with a thigh injury. So uh, obviously if he's out, that's going to change the whole dynamics of the slate. All the Golden State guys um, will see a nice little bump. Durant has seen a 4.5% usage increase with Curry off the court this season. Thompson 4.1% and Draymond 3%. So uh, those guys, I think, all become really strong plays in that situation. Yeah, I agree. And and, and I mean, Kevin Durant, I, I, I'm a sucker for Kevin Durant under 10K uh, pretty much any night. Uh, this is why I can't pay for LeBron when you got Le- Kevin Durant at 9,700. Um, in a pretty good matchup, it should be a pace-up matchup here, uh, both of these teams. Uh, playing pretty fast. You got the Golden State Warriors playing at the fifth and and uh, fifth fastest pace, and and the Magic playing at the sixth uh, fastest pace. And then when you look at the defense rating here, uh, I, I know Golden Golden State plays decent uh, defense. Magic has played even uh, decent defense throughout the season, but um, just a, a smash spot for me for Durant, uh, someone that it, it is matchup proof. Um, and and at this price range, there's just so much upside to be had. So. Um, like him a lot in this matchup. Uh, Alfred Payne is someone I'm always intrigued by, but if you look at his minutes in recent games, 14, 29, 17, just too scary for me, too risky. I'm not sure it's worth going there on a, on a nine game slate. Um, who else? I I mean, I'm looking at this game, Aaron Gordon, his price is just kind of at in a tough spot. I, I do have interest there. Uh, but I don't know if I, I'm willing to pay that price. What are your thoughts on Aaron Gordon? Because I really, really am like torn at that 7,400 price tag. Certainly the upside's there, but just not sure um, if, if this is a ceiling game for him. I don't think so, uh, personally. I, Draymond Green, I don't want to target, you know, Draymond Green with my guys, especially guys who have been, you know, priced up a bit like Gordon has. Uh, I know Gordon has put some ridiculous offensive numbers together. He's shooting like 55% from three-point range. Um, consider me somebody who is uh, doubtful that he can continue to do that in the long term. I don't think you go from shooting sub-30% to 50-plus percent in one year. So I think he's due for some regression, and I certainly don't want to challenge Draymond Green here. But I really don't like anybody on the Orlando side of the ball, to be honest. I I like Peyton when he's fully healthy, but he did not look like himself in his last game. Still might be on a minutes limit. And and this game just has too much blowout potential for me to really look on that side. 
my favorite play on the Warriors side of the ball is Klay Thompson. Last year in games where the Warriors were like heavy favorites of at least 14 or so points, Thompson was the guy who put up the big numbers for them. He seems to be the guy who plays to start the fourth quarter, so his minutes are a little bit safer. And just in those games where where they're busting it open, he's the guy it feels like that's hitting the three-pointers. So uh, I like all those guys if Curry sits, but I think Thompson's going to be my favorite of the bunch. Are you going to be targeting Sean Livingston at all um, if, if Curry sits? Ugh, maybe in a cash game, but Sean Livingston, for the most part, is a trap every time that Steph Curry doesn't play. Because you see, like, oh, cheap point guard, he's going to play you know, close to 30 minutes, but he's not going to do anything when he's out there. You know, Draymond Green will essentially play point guard. They'll move the ball around the perimeter and occasionally they'll get it into Livingston for one of his little post-up moves. But like he, to me at 3,500 is a trap. Like he's not, he'll be way over-owned in tournaments. I think he's fine for cash games. Cause I think he can get you, you know, 20 points or so, but uh, I will not be taking advantage of him in tournaments, I believe, uh, you know, w- would be my guess at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and and the reason why I ask that is because I'm sure people are going to be faced with that decision if that ends up being the case with Curry's out. Uh, and I'm with you. I, I just don't think the upside is there for Livingston. He's averaging 0. 0.7 uh, fancy points per minute. So not really a high or a very efficient player when he's on the court, um, like you mentioned. So um even if he does get you get the start I, I wouldn't project it for more than 25 26 minutes i think that this team um can 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 run different guys at the point here uh very easily so um not someone i'll be targeting and, and even in cash i think that there are some better options um i mean not that he's a, a terrible option by any means just i just think there are better options uh in cash I, I don't think it's going to be necessary to go there yeah i think honestly i'd play lord Sindarius of house thornwell before i played him i, I agree 100 percent. i mean i i do i, I agree 100 percent. i i you could pretty much pre- predict them for uh similar minutes i think uh if i'm not mistaken thornwell's uh averaging point what six five fancy points per minute so very 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 close to livingston um and, and he's five hundred dollars cheaper, so uh you're getting a discount there, right? Uh, in, in a good matchup as well. So you can spend um, those five hundred on Will Barton. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and, and that could be the <laughs> get some. That'll get you <laughs> from the fifty five hundred to the six k with Will Barton. There you go. There you go. Or or you can just uh, go ahead and uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, oh no, you can't. I was gonna say you can play Demarcus Cousins, but you need six hundred over LeBron James. All right, that sounds uh, you good. You would need six hundred. All right, Armando, uh, it's been a pleasure recording with you. We'll be back again next Monday, and uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. That'll be me and Vince breaking down the Wednesday slate for you guys. So for this edition of NBA on the Daily, I am Matt Lamarca on Twitter at Matt Lamarca, Armando Marsal at Armando underscore Marsal. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. 
And special thanks to Randy. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.